Hi friends, I'm Tracy Burns and welcome to the Abundant Living Podcast, part of the Christian Ladies Fellowship, a ministry of Emmanuel Baptist Church. This is your podcast to help you discover how you can better serve Christ, create great friendships with like-minded ladies, and live a more abundant Christian life. Before we dive in, remember you can find podcasts like this and so much more on our website at christianladiesfellowship.com. While learning more about this unique ministry, you can also read articles, find resources like books and music, sign up to get daily devotions delivered right to your inbox, and click the link to join the conversation in our Facebook group. Let's get started. Thanks for joining me today for episode number six of the Abundant Living Podcast. I'm Tracy Burns, and today I want to share a thought that I found kind of sitting in an unexpected place that was a huge help to me. But first, if you haven't listened to our previous episodes yet, be sure to add those to your playlist when you're finished listening to today's. Then share the podcast link with a friend or on your social media so that other ladies can possibly be helped too. I know I love finding an encouraging ladies podcast. It reminds me I'm not alone in my struggles and tough times. Knowing there's another lady going through the same thing I'm going through is like getting an arm around you and a big hearty, you can do this. As always, I appreciate each of you that take time to listen to this podcast. And I'm always encouraged to hear the stories of how this podcast is helping other Christian ladies out there. At about age seven... I took piano lessons for a couple of years and then sporadically throughout my childhood. We moved several times. Affording lessons wasn't always paramount. My older brother had much more of a natural gift than I did, so he was usually the first to pick up lessons when finances permitted. In high school, I played violin for a couple of years with group lessons at school. Let's just say, although I love to listen to great violinists, I did not have the character to stick with it much after I moved to college. Life was busy, and I was a poor college student who'd rather buy food than pay for lessons. I did pick up piano in college for a couple more years at the insistence of my mom. She offered to pay for me to take group lessons, and I could also get college credit. She was totally convinced if I married a preacher and could not play the piano, I would be doomed. I never did take up the piano after college, though. But I have, all from childhood on, have always loved to sing and been involved in groups and church choirs. I'm not the world's best singer, but I was told in college by a friend who gave voice lessons, you are great at blending in with all the other singers. Either that was a compliment or a really nice way of saying, you're really better when you're not so loud. <laughs> Three years ago... I was feeling stagnant in life. I had experienced a job change and I was feeling like I needed to do something to push myself. After much contemplation, excessive instrument Googling, and several discussions with my friend, who's also a music teacher, I decided to take up the clarinet. Now, I started at the beginning, like the very beginning, like where the seven-year-olds start. Now, that was pretty humbling. I had to learn things like embouchure, wind speed, slurring, and on and on. The easy part was that I could already read music. Thank you, mom, for making me endure torture in piano lessons. I had a lot to refresh myself on when it came to music theory, but as I went along, I discovered all the things just coming back to me. 
I only had to translate how music theory applied to the clarinet instead of to the piano. I took lessons for about six months, and then life just got crazy as it tends to do, and I skipped a few lessons, and then I just kind of put the clarinet aside. That pause lasted a year and a half. In that year and a half, life changed a lot with a new house, a new job, and a new schedule. God began tapping me on the shoulder to remind me to get back to what I had already started. Last summer, I started lessons back up again. I've been going steady for about a whole year now. I can play all my scales and songs, and it sounds like not a little kid instrument anymore. I enjoy practicing and learning new things. I love how it pushes me outside of my comfort zone and makes me work hard at something that doesn't come easy peasy. I hope I'm able to play with our church orchestra one day. If anything, I hope all of the brain exercise of reading music while playing an instrument helps stave off old age for a long, long time. One of the struggles with playing any instrument is learning timing. If you have ever played an instrument, you will know exactly what I am talking about. Note values, rests, time signatures, everything on that sheet of music is important to playing the piece as it is written. Not only that, you have to read, count, and play all at the same time. This trifecta of skill might sound easy if you have not played an instrument, but boy oh boy, it will make your brain hurt sometimes. At my most recent lesson, I was playing through a song and my teacher said I was not holding a rest long enough at the end of a measure and was coming in with the first note of the next measure too soon. She expressed how the rest was important because it helped to emphasize the notes of the next measure. The pause in the music made the next measure of playing so much more beautiful. That moment of not playing, of quiet, of waiting would make the next measures extra special. It would move the listener and evoke emotions it would help to invest the listener into the story that the music was telling to him. It has been said that there is no music in a rest, but there is the making of music in it. In the pause, there is a moment to catch my breath and prepare for the next measure mentally. But I do not stop counting. I do not stop the steady thing. I continue so I don't lose my place and go off the page. The composer of that piece did not just throw the rest in there because he had no other ideas of how to resolve the measure. That rest in the music was not an accident. That rest was planned as part of the whole piece of music. It was just as important as the measure on the next line filled with 16th notes that always makes my eyes water when I play it. Without the rest, the whole piece of music would change and not be what the composer meant it to be. In our lives... Sometimes we'll be playing along, counting each note, and then suddenly we reach a rest. Maybe it's a short rest, like those pesky eighth rests. Maybe it's a long rest, running across multiple measures before we get to come in and play again. Our job as a musician is to take the rest, hold, wait, not play. We are only to count the beats, keep our eyes on the conductor to help us along, and wait for our turn to come in again. Sometimes God will send us required rests in our lives. These can be times of sickness, disappointments, job loss, changes of life, or even tragedy. These times create a pause where God expects us to hold and wait for our part to come in again. We are not to foolishly think that the rest is the end of the musical composition. No, we're just supposed to wait while we count while we do the steady things until our turn comes again to play. 
Does a musician get upset and angry when arrest comes? No. He takes a big breath, continues to count, watches the conductor, and gets a break while still engaged in the music around him. He doesn't get mad and angry and play over the rests. If he did that, he'd certainly destroy the melody and ruin the whole recitation of the music. God has specifically written your life's composition. He planned the timing, the notes, the tempo, the dynamics, and also every single rest. This was his perfect, planned melody, custom-written, just for you. He expected you to need those rests, those times when you might not be able to serve 100% of what you'd like to be serving. He knows you need to catch your breath because there may just be a really long measure of notes just ahead that you'll need all your strength to get through without pausing. That next note after the rest may may need to be strong and clear and may take all your air to make sure it leaves the impact that the conductor and the composer meant it to leave. Yes, sometimes just counting, doing that steady thing while waiting might seem like a huge waste of time to us. But our faithfulness to the house of God, our time in our Bibles, our time in prayer, are there not only to keep us engaged in the song, but to also allow us to regenerate so that we can come in robust and confident when it's our turn to play once again. God made Moses wait 40 years in the backside of a desert until he was ready to be used to stand up to Pharaoh and liberate the Hebrew children from bondage. God made Moses wait until he was 80 years old. Now that's a long, long rest. But we know from scripture that God used the time in the desert to teach Moses and to strengthen his faith so that he'll be able to do one of the greatest things in all of biblical history. I wonder if Moses got frustrated. I wonder if he might have thought that God wasn't planning to use him after all. I wonder if Moses was thinking that he might as well just plan to live out his days as a nobody in the desert. But you know, he just stayed faithful. And when God said, okay, you're ready, Moses was probably surprised. But he came in right when God said, go. Friend, are you in the middle of a rest? If you aren't, you will be at some point. Waiting is hard. I've been there. I've wondered at some point if all of my desires in my heart to serve God were just mine and not put there by the Lord. My heart's been discouraged in waiting by the sidelines for God to tell me when to come in again. Looking back, God was preparing me. He was growing my faith. He was allowing me to regroup and regenerate because the music ahead was about to change tempo and I needed to be ready. He was allowing me time to draw closer to him, to count steady as I spent time in his word, seeking to understand and know him more. If you're experiencing a rest, take heart. It was always in God's plan. It was written in your life's melody. God knew you would need this time to regroup, breathe, count, wait, rest, and just prepare to come in at just the right moment. Friend, to keep your eyes on the conductor. He knows exactly what he's doing. The music will be so much sweeter when you take the rest that was planned for you. Soon, he will move his hand in just a way so that you will know he is in total control when he gives you the signal that it's time to come in strong and confident on that next measure of life.
If you enjoyed this episode of Abundant Living, be sure to subscribe so you are notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. For more helpful content, be sure to check out our website, ChristianLadiesFellowship.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you're leaving with some great things that will help you to live more for the Lord, make amazing Christian friends, and serve the Savior every day. Let's go show the world just how abundant the Christian life can be. Until next time.